I would say that's really where my journey like really takes off is that freshman year. I mean, I was the typical like freshman in college, like you drink, you don't really take care of yourself. Um, but that whole experience of getting my first management position that really changed my perspective on, wow, like I could really do something if I actually fulfill my potential or like really see like what's happening out there after that. I mean, it was just a world change of like how I viewed the world, how I, how I viewed entrepreneurship, how I viewed, uh, excellence is it, it really is that process. And so that was really the stepping stone, um, off of the captain being a captain, um, was that management position. And that whole summer, it just all changed. Welcome to the edge of excellence podcast. This show is for current and aspiring leaders that are dedicated to showing up every day in their lives with excellence. We break down the careers of those excelling so you can understand what is out there and how to rise up in every field you choose. Let's get the show on the road, shall we? Your host has spent his life promoting global entrepreneurship, helping 20-somethings find their passion and working to help others achieve excellence. CEO of CollegeWorks, Matt Stewart. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for listening. We've got a great show for you today. We've got Ryan Atkinson on. He's a marketing professional at Lumion. He's the founder of the Business Cloud Podcast. He's got his website, ryanatkinson.biz. You can find him any of those places. He's going to talk about excellence being the daily pursuit of 0.01% growth a day. That comes out to 30% a year. He's going to talk about how he stumbled on his potential. He's going to talk about how to start, how and why to start branding yourself for a great career in marketing. And of course, he's going to talk about owning it. Welcome to the Edge of Excellence. Well, right on, Ryan Atkinson. <laughs> welcome back from Switzerland and welcome to the Edge of Excellence. I'm super excited to be here. That was a nice little introduction there. I love the energy. Yeah, super excited to be here and super thankful. You're good at this. I can tell you have your own podcast. Well, Ryan, before we get into all the stuff that you've done at such a young age and what marketing is and what it means to start a podcast, why don't you tell me what your definition of excellence is? Yeah, definition of excellence. I think that's like the daily pursuit each day to take one step in front of one foot in front of the other. Um, there's a beautiful uh, graphic by James Clear where it's like if you get 0.01% better 365 days a year, it like compounds like 37% better after the year. Um, so excellence to me is every day pursuing something that's higher than yourself, taking that one foot, the next foot, the next foot, the next foot, and ultimately getting to excellence. All right. So it's the process. And I love the process. Reminds me of karma yoga. If you got clarity <laughs> of intention, purity of heart, sincerity of action, let go of the result, focus on the process. So was it 0.01% a day? Is that what you said? Uh, 0.01%. Yeah, I'm horrible with math. So I hopefully, I, I'm hoping. Hey, hey, this is not a show about exactness. This is a show about whatever we want to talk about. And who was the person that said that? that if you, I want to repeat that again. If you wake up every day, and you're pursuing just a little bit of improvement, 0.01. Are you improving physically? Are you meditating to improve mentally? Are you reading a book to improve your knowledge? Are you doing something to improve your business skills? 0.01%, not that much. Every day, it adds to 30% over a year. So in three years, you're 100% better. In six years, I mean, it's, and it's, and it's uh, it compounds. Mm-hmm. So in six years, you're 100% on the 100%. So I don't do math either, but I think that that's 400% better. 
Um, so what, who's the person that said that? Uh, that was James Clear. He wrote a book, Atomic Habits. It's a really, it's an incredible book. I'm rereading it right now, actually, because it's so good. So definitely, if you're wanting to pursue excellence, start there because it all starts with your habits. Okay, so we're going to get into going to college at the University of Iowa and the marketing industry. <laughs> and we've got a lot of people listening right now that want to get in the marketing industry. But then you also have the podcast, which is where we we met. But before we get there, you, you went to high school in Iowa. What was life like for you in high school? How did you see yourself? And did you know you're on this path to kind of entrepreneurship and, and juggling all these different wonderful things? Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, yeah, so I attended Clear Lake High School um, or a small high school. My graduating class, for everyone's perspective, I only had 53 students. So that's not a lot. I know some schools have like 1,200 students. So I'm in a class of 53 students. It was a great opportunity to grow up in Iowa. Everyone's super nice. Everyone's super welcoming. Everyone's super caring. Um, it was a really good environment to be in from a young age to really like sharpen those interpersonal skills, communicational skills, organizational skills. I mean, in high school, I was in all the sports. I was in football, basketball, soccer. Uh, I was lucky enough to be the captain for football and basketball. Uh, that saved me way back. But um, yeah, it was a great opportunity just to really get those foundational leadership skills. Um, and basically, that's really compounded into, you know, five years, six years, eight years later. Um, I'm still using those those uh, leadership skills of like hard work, that work ethic, growing uh, each and every single day. So you had you had all these team sports, which yeah. you're the captain of. So you're getting the leadership skills there. You got all these team sports. You're going to school. Did you have a job, too? I did have a job. My first job was going into my sophomore year of high school or yeah, sophomore year of high school. I worked at a pool. <laughs> OK, so you got a job. You got school. You got sports. So you get that organizational, that time management the leadership? And was it the team sports that gave you the leadership experience? Was it because you went to a small school that gave you the leadership experience? What do you think it was? Yeah, that's a really phenomenal question. Um, I would say it's a little bit of uh, both. Uh, I would say from the, I mean, from the captain perspective, I mean, you're literally like the captain of the whole team. I mean, you're the one that the coaches go to for questions. How's the team morale? How's team, how's everyone doing? You're really those connecting points between the coaches and the players on the team. So I would say that was really the foundational leadership skills that I got, because that taught me how to communicate to a whole group of people um, to get them motivated, to get them excited, to get them ready to go. Uh, so I would say that was the foundational like leadership skills that I got. I um, mean, it really did start with like those uh, uh, captain roles. And then every day you wake up trying to get 0.01% better at the communication skills, at the leadership yeah. skills. And even though it's only been whatever, whatever, eight years, uh, by that time, you're hundreds of percent better oh, yeah. because you've been working on it every day and pursuing that uh, James Clear idea. So then you go off to the University of Iowa, which I think I think my business partner got married at the University of Iowa on the Heck campus. Yeah. And there's like a, a student center or something, a big white building. Yeah, uh, the Pentagon or not the Pentagon, the Pentacrest, Pentacrest, not Pentagon. <laughs> OK, so he got married there. It was the fall, the leaves. If you haven't been to Iowa in the fall, maybe you live in California where we don't have seasons. Man, it was beautiful, man. It was beautiful. <laughs> um, So you go to University of Iowa. What did you study there? Uh, so I actually went in get, going to be a teacher. Um, I thought I wanted to be in education, thought I wanted to be an English and reading teacher. First year. Went through the classes and I was like, eh, do I really want to be doing this? I got a job. Uh, my first management position was actually after my freshman year of college uh, where I was the manager of the pool. So it was basically that full wrap up of starting there and becoming the manager. Um, and then I was like, oh, man, I really want to do this business like stuff. Like I really like managing people. I really like getting people excited. Um, so I actually switched to 
I graduated with a double major in management with an entrepreneurial focus and a marketing uh, degree with an analytics focus. Management with entrepreneurial entrepreneurial focus and uh, marketing with analytics. Yes, sir. Yep. Wow, that's kind of cool. And marketing is a difficult one. If you're taking marketing right now, it changes so fast. It so does. How do you, yeah. How do you get the degree that's going to be applicable in 20 years when we're not using the internet anymore? When we're not using search engines anymore? When Google doesn't matter anymore? I mean that that may happen. I mean, having these things now is so different than maybe it was 30 years ago when we had none of it. So that analytic piece, that that never dies down. So uh, when you're in college, you kind of stumbled into this managing of the pool. You're, you're And you're like me, I'm from New Mexico. So maybe Iowa and New Mexico, there's not a whole <laughs> lot of examples of entrepreneurism. So you kind of stumble into it. Were you trying to separate yourself in college? Were you trying to get ahead by being the manager of the pool? Or did it just kind of happen and you figured out later, oh, that was a good idea? Yeah. So I would say that's really where my journey like really takes off. Is that freshman year? I mean, I was the typical like freshman in college, like you drink, you don't really take care of yourself. Um, But that whole experience of getting my first management position, that really changed my perspective on, wow, like, I could really do something if I actually fulfill my potential or like really see like what's happening out there. After that, I mean, it was just a world change of like how I viewed the world, how I I viewed entrepreneurship, how I viewed uh, excellence is it it really is that process. And so that was really the stepping stone um, off of the captain being a captain um, was that management position. And that whole summer, it just all changed. Um, It was a really interesting time in my life, actually, because I was reading, I read the Steve Jobs biography by Walter Isaacson. And it literally changed my whole world on how I viewed excellence, what's possible out there. Um, just the creative detail, how he, you know, he's building this billion dollar company and the care that he took into the daily steps into it. It really changed my perspective on how I should be approaching the world and how I should be approaching life. Um, so that was a really, really great. I will never forget that time when I read that book. It was incredible. Um, and it, yeah, it really changed my perspective on the world and excellence. So if you're driving down the street right now, listen to this at 1.5 speed. This is why I always talk about having a job, any job, work at a restaurant, any because you never know. So this is all serendipity. You never know. Working at a pool turns into managing the pool. Working at a restaurant, you learn communication skills, digging a ditch. What are you going to learn? What are you going to be exposed to? And then you couple that with reading and it's like fishing. You're just putting these lines out and boom, (laughs) your life changed. You're going to be a teacher. Then you're going to go into business and you come out of college. You didn't dive right into entrepreneur or maybe you started your your podcast right away. But I know you moved into marketing and uh, you're working at HubSpot. And then now you're uh, working in Lumion. Lumion, yes. Marketing health tech. So tell us what's a day in the life of someone in um, corporate marketing, you know, what skills are you using? What do people need to know if they're thinking about marketing for? Yeah. So if you're thinking about marketing for a career, I would say, first off, start branding yourself. If you're in college right now, definitely find ways to differentiate yourself by branding yourself. For me, that was a podcast in August of 2020. I remember the conversation clearly. Uh, I wanted to connect with entrepreneurs and see what's out there. Um, and one way to do that is to get a podcast. If you I knew from just being myself that people aren't going to talk to me unless I have a podcast. The podcast has opened up so many different doors for me and cool conversations. I've had you on. I mean, that was a great conversation. I've had some phenomenal people on. And that was really the start of my marketing career um, is the podcast because it taught me, okay, like just the creative aspect, the creative workflow of putting something out on LinkedIn, putting something out on Twitter, uh, the copywriting that you put into that. 
So you need to find specific ways that you can differentiate yourself. Find something that you're interested in. Are you interested in exercise? Start a quick one month blog about exercise. If you're interested in reading, find a community on Twitter that loves reading. Alex and Books is one. Just find these different communities and different ways that you can differentiate yourself in college. Because by the time those job interviews comes, you're going to be able to say, hey, I've developed uh, this exercise blog that has grown into 3,000 monthly subscribers. That's not a lot, but for a college student, that's a ton. And I know interviewers will be so, so impressed that you started your own thing. That's how I got so many roles. And that's literally how I got this job at Lumion was in part because they were so impressed with my podcast. So Find ways to create on the internet and then run with it. And people will be so impressed. And that's how you can break into marketing. Okay. So you start off by getting a degree. You get some jobs. So you're developing your work ethic. You build a, a resume by getting random jobs, but you're kind of keeping your eyes open to life-changing moments. And then if you want to go into marketing, you got to do something to show your skills and differentiate yourself. So you want to be in marketing, you got to market. So it's a podcast, (laughs) it's a blog, it's having an Instagram that's different than most people's Instagram, and you're leveraging your interest. So that's what you did to get there. Um, Now that you're there and you have these two different jobs, what are you doing on a daily basis? What's life like? Um, You know, what would would people want to know about the, the day in the life of a marketing professional? Yeah. So I mean, from the data, the data life of like actually in my role of like Lumion, a lot of it's going to be SEO. So we all know what SEO is, search engine optimization. Um, I'm working on all of our SEO. I'm working on our Google ads, our LinkedIn ads, um, and really owning the work that they give me. I mean, I'm in like a specialist role. So I get a lot of grunt work. That's just how it is when you break into marketing, you're going to get a lot of grunt work, tedious work. But for me, that is owning that as best, best as I can. Okay, I have to go through this whole list of an Excel file. I'm going to own this and do the best job I can because that'll really show to my direct supervisors. Uh, so that's from a day-to-day role. It's going to be SEO, Google ads, LinkedIn ads, um, and just really tackling any of like tedious work that comes through. Are you enjoying the show thus far? We go through so many resources and links with this podcast, it's tough to keep up. I get it. That's why Matt and the rest of the team put together the Edge of Excellence Bundle. In it, you'll find different tools that relate to overarching themes and topics of the show. Things like disk assessment tools, time management strategies and tactics, stress and anxiety management tools, exclusive videos and episodes from this podcast that is not released anywhere else, and so much more. The best part? As a valued listener of the show, you can access the Edge of Excellence bundle 100% for free of charge. That's right, for simply being awesome and tuning in. To get access, all you have to do is go to www.collegeworks.com slash podcast and fill out the short form there for us to get the bundle over to you. Once again, it's www.collegeworks.com slash podcast. Now, back to the show. And so what do you mean? So you're designing the layout, you're designing the content. Um, and you've got this analytics background, you're changing it up, split testing, A-B testing. What's good? What do you mean by owning it? Yeah. So really own the work that you do. Um, I mean, in college, so I had that first management position. Then I had another management position, was which was a promotion off that. So that's when I was the first person in the pool's 20-year history to manage both sides of the lifeguards and concession stands. 
And that was like 38 people. So that's a lot of people for a 19 year old in college to manage 38 people. And so coming out of college, I was like, oh my God, like I'm a hot shot. Like I've already done this. I don't want to be doing this grunt work that I used to hand off to people. But my mindset, my mindset shifted where I was like, well, now they're handing work off to me. Now I need to own it and do the best that I can. Because in two years from now, I won't be doing this because I really own the work now, perfected it, communicated well about what I'm doing. Um, so that's what I really mean by owning your work is really, really own it. Like take pride in what you're doing. Be happy with what you build, what you create, what you're handed off um, and run with that as much as you can. And, and kind of when you look back at getting into your career, you own that too. Yeah. Um, you, I mean, you, you had to work pretty hard to do, to get the podcast going and not just, not just get it going. Finding the guests is a pain. Oh, um, yeah. You do all the editing, you do all the marketing. There's a lot of work in that. And you're doing that as a step to your next job. You're owning your future. You own your future in college by getting grades, but everybody gets grades. So yeah. you get a job, you get two management jobs. Most, a lot of people don't have jobs, let alone management jobs. You're owning it. And then you go one step further with the branding of yourself and you got to figure out how to do that. And then you figure out what your interests are. So there's a lot of owning it to get to where you're at now. Um, and so now you're doing the best you can going above and beyond showing people that they don't need to tell you what to do. They can, they can leave it with you and it'll get done. Um, and, and let's go back up to the podcast. How did you decide to get into a podcast? How did you decide what the podcast was? Where'd the idea come from? Yeah, this is a phenomenal question. I always love telling the story because the podcast has really changed my life. It's such a low barrier to entry. All I bought was this $50 mic. That's you can see it here, $50 mic. I got it at Target. And like my platform I use is free. All that is free. So it's a very low barrier to entry. Anyone can do it. So it's this COVID summer. Um, and I'm just sitting there. I'm like, wow, I really want to do a podcast. But like a little bit of me has like imposter syndrome where I'm like, it's like, who am I to start a podcast? Like, why would I start a podcast? And I remember the conversation I had uh, for a company I worked for that summer. His name was Jeremy Core, and he owns the podcast Fixing Healthcare. Uh, it's like a phenomenal podcast. And I was just talking, I was like, oh, it's so cool you do a podcast. I really want to do like a podcast someday. And he was just like, well, just do it then. Like, go get a mic and start podcasting, reaching out to people. And I remember the words he said were like, it'll open up so many doors that you never thought were possible. And to that day, to this day, it is still so true. So I was like, I was like, I was like, shit, I'm going to start a podcast. And so I knew exactly what I wanted to do. I wanted to interview entrepreneurs. I'm super interested in entrepreneurs. My two, my family's, I have two uh, entrepreneurial parents. Um, so I always grew up in that. Um, and so I was like, okay, well, I'm a college student. I'm going to leverage that. So my first outreach was literally to my friends and family. But once I wanted to start breaking out of like my network and to people that had $500 million businesses, I was leveraging like my age. I was like, oh, like I'm a 20 year old college student that just wants to learn uh, from you. Like, well, you want to come on for 30 minutes? And they're like, yeah, uh, they always want to help people that are super young. So I still leverage that today. So yeah, it was really that one conversation that pushed me over the ledge. And I am so thankful for that conversation. I get chills thinking about this. I mean, it was just a great conversation and it really it has opened up so many doors for me and I would recommend anyone to create something that they want to do. Just take that step, like just do it, have imposter syndrome, embrace it um, and just run with it. So again, you got serendipity there again, and it keeps popping up. So uh, I, I don't know if you can train yourself to be more open. I mean, maybe you can think if, if you're listening right now and you're wondering, wow, this guy, you know, all this stuff just keeps popping up and he notices it. 
How can I do a better job? Maybe you could sit and reflect every day. Hey, what opportunities popped up? And if you do it for 30 days, you'll start seeing them more often. Maybe you can think about what went well for me today or who did something nice for me today or what piqued my interest today. Some sort of extra, if you're not good at recognizing these, these opportunities serendipitously, but they keep happening to you, right? They, they happen while you're working at a pool. They happen while you're having a conversation. So we got that as one issue, what one opportunity, not issue. And then two, you got to let go of your insecurities. What's the worst yeah. that could happen? You waste exactly. time. So I, I remember when I was in my 20s and I, I had that imposter syndrome for a long time. I didn't even know. I didn't even know what I did for a living. I couldn't even say the word entrepreneur for years. Well, you just let it go. Right. Mm-hmm. And get over it and take one step at a time. So today we're going to decide on what our marketing, um, what our marketing platform will be to, uh, to brand ourselves. And we're going to give ourselves a week to brainstorm. And then next week we're going to execute the first step, buy a microphone, get a camera, set up the site, write out text. And you take one step at a time, set little goals. And next thing you know, you got something that's kind of big and opening doors. So what's the coolest door that the podcast opened for? I would say there are so many cool doors. Um, And I want to make one point on like the opportunities, the serendipity that just pop up. I would say the biggest thing for me was be genuinely interested in people because that's when you're going to get the most out of people. If you're having these conversations with people every day, be genuinely interested in them. Be curious about them. I feel like there is like a curiosity problem and with like my generation is like people just don't ask questions. Like, how can you not be curious? Like what this person does? Oh, you do that? Like, oh, like what has that done for you? So that's a point I really want to like stress on is read how to win friends and influence people. Cause that really, that's where I learned it from, but be interested in people, be in genuinely, genuinely interested in people. And that's where you're going to get the opportunities to pop up. And then you just have to execute on them. The coolest door that has opened up, man, we have a really cool, I mean, there's been so many cool doors that have opened up. One that really comes to mind was just some of the people that I've talked to. I mean, they are just incredible people that like, like I said, they built $500 million businesses. Like some of them have gone public. I've interviewed CMOs that have been on public, publicly traded companies. So cool. And just one of the coolest things that's happening on Monday, actually, is I'm releasing a podcast episode with an organization that I volunteer with. Uh, It's called Build, and it helps underserved high school students build businesses. And so I interviewed two people on there, uh, two high school students for that. That was a really cool door um, that opened up because it's like, wow, this like means a lot to me that I can interview an organization that I volunteer with on my own platform. So that's actually one that comes to mind right away. That's cool. And and again, I just want to repeat, you can find these podcasts at the Business Cloud Podcast. It's on all yeah. the different podcast areas. And Ryan's got uh, ryanatkinson.biz, so you can find him on his website. Uh, so interested, I, I throw in interested and interesting. So mm-hmm. a lot of people like to talk and they just yeah. keep talking. You know, that might be cool and you might be an interesting person, but you also have to be interested mm-hmm. Um, and, and you talk about questions, the person that asks the questions controls the conversation. That's beautiful. And I think you're right. Um, like I, I work with a lot of college kids and I work with, oh, I shouldn't say kids, college people, I've got a lot of, uh, high school seniors around me. I've got a lot of people in their twenties around me and, and I ask them, Hey, what, I, I, just, I don't really care what their parents do. I just want to know the answer to the question. Yeah. What do your parents do? And um, more importantly, you ask someone in that age group what does your best friend's parents do? And they have no idea. So my son's into design. He's into art. His best friend in college first year was this kid whose dad runs the Met, the whole Met. 
And oh, I, asked, I asked Lois, hey, what does your dad do? Oh, he runs the Met. And I'm like, hey, Jake, did you know that? He didn't even know. <laughs> you want to go into design? I mean, my son's so into art. You got to ask these questions. Yeah. And I find that people just as simple as, you know, what do you do? And um, and you get this serendipitous win because you're learning and mm-hmm. you build your knowledge base and you can figure out what you want to do. So interested and in interesting learning every day, um, asking lots of questions, even though a lot of people don't. Uh, yeah. And you get these doors that start to open up. So are you surprised at where you're at now? Or are you surprised that, you know, you got this pretty popular podcast, you're moving through the marketing career, you're on this edge of excellence. Did you always know this would happen? Or is it surprising? Oh, absolutely not. Like, I am so like humbled and like, blessed like each day to like have the opportunities that I do. Um, I have to like note, like I grew up like middle-class family. So I probably had a lot of opportunities that like a lot of people didn't. Um, so I am very aware of that fact, but it's just, I, I get chills thinking about like, I'm extremely humbled each day for like the opportunities that I do get and the conversations that people have for me. I'm thankful for all the people that took chances on me, uh, when I probably didn't deserve them, but I still owned it. Uh, <laughs> so I'm so thankful for just the opportunities that I have had. And I would never, ever, ever think four or five years ago, uh, when I'm a drunk college student, like just puking every night, going out every night that I would be doing really cool stuff like this. Like it's, I I'm extremely grateful like each day, like for what I get to do and for the opportunities that I have had. Okay. So when you look back, you probably made, probably took some sacrifices after all the partying you start. Yeah. And again, you can have, a, I, I partied every Friday and Saturday night in college, never missed Dang. one. I think fig- I figured that out like junior year. I'm like, I got to keep this <laughs> thing going, but I also had a job, but I also got started in the, in the college works business that you know, kind of changed my life. You yeah. also had a job. You were in this pool business that kind of changed your life. So it's mm-hmm. balanced, right? You're, you're yeah. spinning different plates, but you and I made some sacrifices, right? Oh, yeah. Eventually. I mean, there were some people that all they did was party and they got horrible grades or some people just did the grade thing and nothing else. We were kind of spinning a few plates, which you got to do. You got to get that exposure. You got to be open. You got to be curious. Was there like one sacrifice that stands out that you look back and you got it felt like such a big deal not to do this and sacrifice at that time, but you would do it all over again? (laughs) Oh, man, there's there's not like one instance that comes to mind, but I will say like my routine, I'm super strict on my routine and what I do each and every single day. Um, I do. I work out religiously. I read religiously. um, I go to sleep super early. I mean, there's a lot of times that come to mind where I have left get togethers with friends early just so I could go to bed and wake up early the next day. And I always get made fun of because I go to bed like nine o'clock at night. You don't have to do that. I I, I just do it. You don't have to do that, I will say. But there's just a a lot of a lot of small sacrifices that ended up to be would I do it again. Oh, absolutely. I would do it again um, of leaving houses early, maybe, you know, like reading an extra 20 minutes. I don't know. But yeah, there's just a ton of sac- small sacrifices that I made that have really compounded to be like, wow, I'm really grateful that I didn't stay at that house for another 20 minutes. Yeah. Back to your 0.01%. You're making yeah. a 0.01% sacrifice. Yeah. You're leaving the party 0.01% early. Yeah. My, my daughter was just freaking out because Coachella tickets sold out and she's losing her marbles. Oh no. <laughs> and I'm like, Kennedy. Coachella tickets are available every day, right to the day. It seems like such a big deal to miss Coachella or miss the party or whatever. There's a Coachella every year and those little mini investments add up. So it's small sacrifices really in your in your life have been small investments. 
And I love that 0.01%. It just starts to compound and build up and build up. And next thing you know, you got a big ass podcast and you're moving through your huge marketing career and you're talking to all sorts of people that love talking to you and are trying to think, what can I do for Ryan? And that can be your life too. If you follow the path of Ryan, well, Ryan, thank you so much. Taking time today in Iowa. He's moving to Austin here pretty soon. Wonderful place to live. Yes. Thank you so much for taking the time. I'm going to hook you up with my buddy Darius, who also has a podcast and lives in Austin and hey. friends with all the players in Austin. Um, thank you for sharing on the edge of excellence. Yes. Thank you, Matt, for having me. You were awesome as well. Thank you so much. Super thankful for this opportunity. Thank you. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed that episode today on the Edge of Excellence podcast. Make sure to hit subscribe on whichever platform you're listening to this. If this episode made you think of someone, go ahead, take a screenshot and share this exact episode with them. This show exists to showcase what is possible when young leaders are willing to step out of their comfort zone and choose to excel in their lives. To learn more about our internship for young and ambitious students, www.oneinternship.com podcast to see if it's something that makes sense for you. Once again, it is www.oneinternship.com slash podcast. Let this be a reminder for you to live on the edge of excellence in your business and life. See you next time.